Hello, good people. If you're tired of a world of fake news, fake personalities, and fake images, you're tuned into the right place. This is Sean Barksdale, and this is 10 Minutes of Truth. Forget about what somebody else think about you. What do you think about you? Your past don't define you. If you'd like to become a sponsor or advertise on 10 Minutes of Truth Podcast, contact me, Sean Barksdale. You can reach me at 434-446-6633 or shoot me a text. Or you can reach us at 10minutesoftruth.com. And remember, we'll always provide a platform for your truth on the 10 Minutes of Truth Podcast. What's your truth? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sean A. Barksdale, and this is 10 Minutes of Truth. Today, we have an exclusive video with a Mr. Brian Maxwell. How you doing, brother? Pretty good. How about yourself? Well, I'm great. I, I mean, to date, this is probably going to be my best interview, hopefully, right? Um, we're going to just explain a little bit who uh, Mr. Maxwell is. He's an MMA fighter, bare knuckle fighter. But yesterday, Mr. Maxwell signed a contract to fight none other than Chad Ochocinco in the Mayweather Paul fight, right? And they're the undercard. Um, your life is really going to change. Like we said, man, thank you so much for giving us this exclusive video. I mean, uh, um, uh, yeah, video uh, interview first. Um, the first question I have for you is, the world is going to find out who you are, but right now, who is Brian Maxwell? Brian Maxwell is Brian Maxwell. <laughs> nah, but for real though, you know, Brian, he's a, he's a guy that, that grew up kind of here locally, right up the road from here, literally like 10, 15 miles right up the where's road. Right, where's that? In Glade Hill, Virginia. Okay. And, uh, you know, Brian Maxwell is a guy from a small town that wrestled most of his life. And, mm. you know, I went to the next level in college to wrestle, and that was my thing. I never thought I would get into any kind of martial arts or boxing or Muay Thai or bare knuckle at all. Wow. It's, it's just something that you know, caught my interest one day. You know, I'm sitting in my dorm room after wrestling practice on a Friday night with my with my roommates, and, you know, I've never seen a UFC fight a day in my life. Really? So I didn't know what it was. And, you know, my, my one of my roommates was like, you know, these MMA fights are on. I was like, what is MMA? And, and he's like, that's when, the, you know, the pay, you didn't have to pay for pay-per-views yet. So, right. you know, this is way back in 2007. So, you know, pay-per-view buys wasn't, like, super popular yet. So he's flipping the channels, and he's like, this is MMA. And just so happened, it was the last fight of the night. Anderson Silva was fighting. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. Okay. So the fight yeah, the, starts. The and, Spider. Wasn't his name? Yeah, the, the Spider. Silva, the Spider <laughs> yeah, Silva. Absolutely. And, you know, he started the fight, and I was like, it's kind of interesting. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, this is kind of interesting. And, you know, of course, his fight was fast, and I was like, right, right then and there, that, that was my, my point of this is interesting. This is going to be my favorite fighter. I don't even know him yet, but, you know, this guy's my favorite fighter off rip. And it sparked my interest. And, you know, I went through, uh, you know, my, my time in college. And, you know, after I had left, you know, I dabbled in life a little bit. You know, nothing too bad. Just, you know, I'm a 21-year-old right. right. kid, so right. I want to have fun. I don't have no responsibilities yet. And, you know, so I dabbled in life for two years and, you know, I ended up finding out that I, I had a son on the way. So mm. I'm like, all right, now it's time for me to do something with myself to, to give my son a role model. Mm. So I was like, you know, I've been thinking about mixed martial arts for a little while now, and I guess right now is my time to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at home one day and just browsing through the Internet, 
just looking into this MMA thing. And, you know, in the area I live in, Roanoke, Virginia, mm. you know, there used to be this thing called Ruckus in the Cage that was super popular. You know, I, I heard about it and stuff like that, but I, I never, like, was there. So, you know, it sparked my interest. And, in, you know, one of my high school wrestling bu buddies turned professional um, after fighting for Ruckus in the Cage. Mm. And I never knew that, but until, you know, he literally told me. And, uh, you know, so I'm, look, I'm looking it up, and I see that they got fights in, like, two months. So I'm like, let me just build this out to, to see if they call me back or, right. or let's see what happens. And, you know, less than 24 hours, my phone started ringing. I was like, who is this? I don't usually answer phone calls from numbers that I don't know that's not saved in my phone. So I was like, let me answer this real quick. And it was the promoter. So that right there, it's the feeling that I have literally right now about mm. this, this Chad Johnson fight that, oh, man, some, something's about to change right now. Right. And, you know, the, the promoter started talking to me and was like, would you accept a fight against a 2-0 and o guy? And I was like, sure, yes, I, I'm there. Right. Just let me, you know, what I got to do to, you know, do this and I'm there. I don't care about the guy's record. I don't care who he is or what Jimmy comes from. And he's like, I think I surprised surprised the promoter because he was like, all right, we'll be in contact. And, you know, that's when my, my MMA dream started. And, you know, I, that day I'm doing backflips around the house and <laughs> yelling right. and, you know, texting and calling everybody. I know, like, I'm about to start MMA. I'm about to start doing MMA. I'm about to start doing MMA. And, and this was 2007 when you started? No, I started, I actually started around... Like right there mm, towards the end of 2011. Oh, okay. Middle okay. to the end of 2011. Okay. It was literally right before my son was born. Okay. When I found out. So you've been in about 11 years. You've been fighting about 11 years. Okay. Give or take. Give or take, right. Yeah, because I took, in my transition uh, transition from being an amateur to, to a pro, I, I took a year off to, mm -hmm. well, I, I, it wasn't by choice. Right. It's just... I couldn't get any more amateur fights. Mm. And, you know, when you're about to make your pro debut, it, it, not many people are going to give you a chance. Right. And, you know, so that whole year and, and some change that I wasn't fighting, I was, you know, training and trying to learn the business of taking mm. it to the next level. Mm. Okay. Okay. So you went from, you transitioned from MMA to bare knuckle, correct? Mm -hmm. So when did that, when did that transition come in? Well, uh, you know, one of my buddies, one of my, my training partners, his name is Bruce M. Bramsky, you know, we, MMA is, you know, kind of big in, in the Roanoke area, so it's a lot of us MMA fighters in Roanoke. And, uh, you know, he uh, ended up getting a call from Bare Knuckle, and he asked me to be in his corner. Hmm. At that time, I mean, I knew what Bare Knuckle was at that time because th they just had their first show, like, a couple months before, and... One of the guys that's on the roster, Reggie Barnett Jr., you know, he was the first guy from Virginia that they signed. Hmm. And so, you know, that sparked my interest a little bit, but, you know, I wasn't there for that. But, you know, Bruce asked me to be in this corner, and I was like, yeah, it's a blessing, and, you know, you're my training partner, so of course I'll be in your corner. And, you know, when we got there to BKFC 2, so this is still in the early stages of hmm. Knuckle. Right. This is their second show, you know, so everybody's still filling out the sport. So... When we got there, I had literally just fought like the biggest 
at that time the biggest fight of my life. I fought a Bellator vet in an MMA fight. Oh wow! Okay. And I ended up winning in the first okay. round due to heel hook. So okay, I, I was still living it right. up from that. Right. But you know his bare knuckle fight was coming up. So when we get there, you know nobody's thinking he's fighting. Everybody's thinking I'm fighting. I guess because I looked the part or something like that. But you know I, I'm the type of person. You know, if one of my teammates is fighting and they're getting some shine, I'm not the type of person to try to take anyone's shine because I'm not there for that. I'm there okay. to support them and, you know, be in the corner. Right. And, you know, we everybody's talking to me and, and stuff like that. They, they weren't even talking to him. And I'm like, no, I'm not here to fight. My partner here to fight. <laughs> right. And, you know, ESPN just happened to be there that time because, you know, it's their second show and Bare Knuckles buzzing a little bit at that mm. point in time. And, you know, the cameras are on me instead of him. I'm walking beside him, and I'm like, no, he's the fighter. He did. Put the camera on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. you know, being there in that atmosphere sparked my interest. I actually got offered a fight then, and I was like, you know, like I told him, this is not my time yet because I'm not here for this. I'm here for, for my teammate to support him and right. try to help him coach him to victory. And, okay. you know, there was my interest, and, you know, after, like I said, they offered me a fight, and I turned it down, so – you know, I felt like I, right. I lost an opportunity. So a couple months went by, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Bare Knuckle a lot more and a lot more, and they had tryouts coming up. Got an email about tryouts, and I was like, well, here's my chance. I right. might as well go ahead and take this opportunity. Right. And, you know, they were holding tryouts in Philly. Oh, okay. And, you know, I had a brother that passed away right before then. He's a big Philly, Philadelphia Eagles fan. And right. Sorry to hear that too, man. Thank you. Uh, and I'm a Washington football team fan. Mm. I'm still. <laughs> so, I'm gonna let you stay on, though. I'm gonna let you stay on. Okay. I'm, I'm, I got you. You must be <laughs> a, you're a Cowboy fan? <laughs> no, sir. No, I'm a New York football giant fan. So. Oh, all right. that's all right. You good? You good? <laughs> right, right. But you know, our rivalry was like right. super tough. And, Absolutely. Because you know, that's talk, in the division. Yeah, that's in the division. Yeah. yeah. We always talked about going to a game together. And I was okay. like, I'll never go to Philly. You know, forget right. that. That's how bit big our rival rivalry right. was and right. I was like you know he, he's gone and you know this must be a sign that I really have to go to Philly the trials in Philly so mm. I'm gonna go mm. so you know I went to tryouts and wow. you know they, they had eyes on me and they told me told me what I needed to do after tryouts I felt like I'd, I'd done well at tryouts because you know Anthony Rumble Johnson was one of their spokesmen at, at that point in time and that that's one of my favorite fighters right. also right. and you know he was in my corner the whole time, like pushing me through trials, you know, he telling me what I needed to do. He was pushing me, you know, giving me words of advice and, you know, kind of being my hype man. And that's, right. that's the stuff I like. And, you know, me admiring him as one of my favorite fighters and actually being able to meet him for the second time. And, okay. you know, like, like I said, I felt like I'd done well at tryouts. And, you know, they told me, you know, you got to do this to, you know, for us to put more eyes on you. And, you know, a couple months passed and, it was time for me to fight again, and I won my fight in almost less than a minute. Mm. And, you know, I went to the back because I had some, some teammates fighting also that night, and all of a sudden everybody's running to the back, like, come to the cage, come to the cage. And, you know, the, the matchmaker from Bare Knuckle was there. Mm. I mean, I know him personally, but, you know, I didn't know what was going on that night. And they he surprised me and offered me a contract that night Wow! right after my fight. And... Wow. I said yes immediately. Absolutely. That's a blessing, bro. That's yes, a blessing. So, which fast forwards us to 
the million dollar question is, <laughs> what was the call like when you just get this call about Chad, man? Man, it, it, it's just. You still taking it, it in? I'm still taking it in. Like, <laughs> I'm sure. Like it, it's Friday, a whole almost five days later, and right. it's still, like right. I'm still up here with it. Absolutely, like, I, absolutely. I can't, I can't believe it because, you know, I, I just came from BKFC 17 down there in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And, you know, while I was there, you know, of course, you know, I'm, I'm helping coach a guy and then, you know, I'm interacting with fans, taking pictures and signing autographs because my, my name is buzzing a little bit with bare knuckle. And, you know, I get a message on Instagram and I look and it says Ocho Cinco. And I'm like, is this really, is it Chad Johnson <laughs> message to me? Cause, right. you know, he messaged me and was like, Brian, I need your help with something. And I was like, this ain't Chad Johnson because on Instagram you get, you know, you have scammers hitting you right, up and stuff right, like that. Right, right, absolutely. So you, you can't believe everything. A absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I messaged him back and was like, are you, are you sure this is Chad Johnson? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, it's me, man. I <laughs> won't play like that. <laughs> Chuck Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at that point I'm still not believing it's him. And so, you know, he, he sent me a video that it was really him. And I'm like, oh, oh man. Wow. Why is Chad Johnson messaging me? Right. So after I seen the video, I got, you know, it was about that time for the guy I was down there coaching to, to fight. So I went back there in the locker room and, you know, got him ready. And I didn't think nothing else about it. And on the way to Alabama, I got a phone call from a boxing promoter. And he asked me what I was had going on. And I told him, you know, I'm really not supposed to say nothing yet, but I'm going to say it, right. that I got a bare knuckle fight coming up. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll get back to you later. Right. So, so it confused me a little bit. And, you know, I go to the event, and on the way back home here to Virginia on, on, the, on Saturday, you know, I, Chad messages me again. <laughs> he messages me his number. Wow. And said to call him. I'm like, man, this ain't Chad. I still not believe it was Chad Johnson, even after the video. So... You know, I, I wait on it. So Saturday goes by, Sunday goes by. Monday, my my acting manager tells me, you know, I need a minute of your time. And I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? Is my mom okay? Is my dad okay? Right. And she's like, well, um, we just got a big offer. And, you know, the, those phone calls and messages you got, it's about fighting on the Mayweather card. And I'm like, what? Who? And, you know, she said Chad Johnson. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. That's why I was getting those messages. Right. And, right. you know, we, we talked about it. And, you know, I'm still sitting there overwhelmed still about right. it. And it, it was just a crazy situation. And then, you know, wow. about, a, about 15 minutes after talking to her about it, and you know, my, my, my other people's called me and told me, offered me the fight. And I'm like... I wasn't going to take it at first because I, I felt like it was going to interfere with my bare knuckle fight. And, mm. you know, I, I was assured that it's not going to interfere with that. So I was like, yes, I'll take it. Like, like for, hold on. So for a second, you actually just thought about the bare knuckle fight over yes. the, the, wow. Yes. This is, this, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know what? I was, I was sitting and I was thinking, right? First and foremost, Presbyterian T is always bears gifts. All right. So. First of all, I got, I got something for you. We got a swag bag. We got a swag bag for you, all right? Hat, shirt, so on and so forth. So anyway, 
Presbyterian Tees is one of the fastest printing companies in the universe. All right, so I got something else for you. All right, so we did this today. Oh, man. Yeah, we did this joint today, y'all. We did this today. The Johnson versus Maxwell, June 6th, uh, 2021. All right. This is dope. Yeah, yeah. We we man, did that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um the thing about it, the thing about it is in which you just said that that <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, you know, Brian seemed like a no-nonsense type of guy. I was like, I'm going to start calling Brian no-nonsense Maxwell, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, you it had a, that had a nice ring, man. So don't worry, I'll be printing those up for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and whatnot, man. But, I mean, it's just, that is just phenomenal, man, to, to have that type of call, get that type of call. I know I, I heard you say that, you know, you, you mimic um, Ocho's style as far as... Um, uh, d development, you know. So, w w why do you think that they they call you? Because you ain't no joke. I see you in the ring. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So, well, why do you think they they gave you that call? Man, look, like it, it, it's it's still crazy to me. Like l literally, after I got off the phone with the the promoter and and my representatives with Bare Knuckle, I called I called you know Randy and you know I, I'm flipping out and telling them, <laughs> and he's he's like, what? And you know I'm so overwhelmed with it. I, I literally had had tears in my eyes because I couldn't believe it. Because Chad Ochocinco Johnson is literally a person that, as a kid, that is was mm, like right. other than Michael Vick. Right. Everybody's a Michael Vick right, fan. Right. Of course, Michael Vick right. being here from Virginia, I love Michael Vick too. But right. Chad Ochocinco Johnson was my favorite player. Like right, right. I wore his number to to mimic him and. You know, it was somebody, somebody I still look up to to this day. Right. Like, even talking to him on the phone, I, I even told him I am a big fanboy. Right, right. <laughs> like, I, I've modeled myself after him with my, I hate to say it, but with the, the confidence and the cockiness and, right. and, and the way he acts and talks right. about himself a lot. I, right. that, that was me, me as a kid. That was something that, like, I admired because when you're a kid, you – of course, your father is your role model, or right. your mother is your role model. But you know, you you also have a famous person that's your mm, role model too. True. And that was my famous. Yeah, that person makes it surreal. That I molded myself right. after, and you know, I, I carried that with me all th for the rest of middle school, all the way to high school, and also in college. And you know, getting this call 10, 12, 12 years later, right. after being right. out of Absolutely. high school and college, is like. Um, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, we're proud of you to uh, for repping, representing uh, Virginia first and foremost, man. And, and and like I said, man, this is just a phenomenal thing. Now, now uh, you said earlier you were talking about the coach, right? And I really hope because I know his coach, right? I, I know him personally. Phenomenal guy as well. Uh, what brought you and your coach Randy Witcher together? Well, you know, I've known Randy and his Michael brother, uh, his brother Michael, for a while, okay. and you know, I've always seen Randy at fights, and you know, his son's an animal, animal, a pure animal. <laughs> animal like, yeah, I, I can't wait to see his son right. when he gets older Absolutely. and hits the professional ranks. Like any fight that he has, I want to be there. Absolutely, and also help be his training partner as well. Absolutely. too. but what linked me with with Randy, you know, like I said, I've seen him at fights, and you know, I like to. With everything with me, I don't like I don't like outsiders too much. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I like to stay homegrown because, right. like I said, I'm I'm literally from right up the road, and 
you know, I know that him personally, and you know, I like to stay homegrown and right. you know keep things within in my circle with people that I know because, right. like I said, I don't trust outsiders because sometimes outsiders are in it for the wrong reasons, aka clout. Mm. You know, saying putting their name on stuff instead right. of your name, right? And you know, like I, I took a fight and. It was actually my first bare knuckle fight. You know, I got to thinking I need a different striking coach. Mm. And like I said, Randy's a homegrown guy. And Absolutely. He is nasty with the mitts. Absolutely. Like the year, the almost two years that I've been with him, my striking has tremendously grown mm. and developed into something I never thought it would be because I co I'm coming from MMA. Uh, I have MMA hands, mm -hmm. not boxing hands. Two right. totally different things. Okay, but the mix of both of those things together right now is dangerous to me. Right it, now, it, it, it and, makes you lethal. Right, and I'm I'm feeling good about it. And you know, working with Randy has done so much wonders for me that I didn't think that it would happen. He's pushed me to levels and still pushing me. Like even after this interview, y'all are gonna see he's gonna push me absolutely to my limits. And absolutely. That was one of my determining factors of going out looking for a striking coach that was, you know, close to my area. And I chose Randy. I, I, I messaged him and I ended up seeing him. And, I, you know, he had fights here at the gym. And, right. you know, I, you know, I pulled him to the side and talked to him about it. And we've been rocking ever since. Absolutely. Cause, Absolutely. You know, Randy's not a guy that's looking for clout. He's a homegrown guy he's in in the circle and that's what i like and you know he keeps it it keeps it real with me he tells mm -hmm. me what i'm doing wrong what i'm doing right what we need to work on and what we're going to do to prepare for each fight and i love it so far uh so brian um we learned about you we know about you and and thank you for uh letting us into your world uh, tell us something about your, your loved ones man the people that's close to you i mean the people that's close to me are my biggest supporters and, you know, getting into this, I, you know, I didn't think I, that anybody would have my back, like family, friends, and, you know, the people that, that I hung with at that time. You know, mm. I was still a little wild, a right. little wild and, and, and curious at that point in time when I first started doing all this. And, you know, me coming in, I didn't think anybody would have my back. Mm. But, you know, once I let my friends and, and my family know, they, were, they thought it was crazy at first. They literally was like, what is wrong with you? Right. I was like, it's something I've wanted to do. Right. I might as well try it. I mean, you only live once, so why not try it? And, mm. you know, literally the first person I, I called was my mom. And my mom is the type of woman, she hates violence. Really? <laughs> she, she, she hates violence. She hates wow. contact sports. Like, she made me play basketball. She didn't want me to play football. She mm. didn't want me to wrestle. No nothing, contact. Nothing that dealt with super contact. <laughs> so she she made me play basketball, and that's what that was my thing for a little bit. And right. you know, I got burnt out with basketball. I didn't feel that basketball was my thing. So I would sneak the football practices and weightlifting sessions, mm. and I would tell her, you know, I stand after school for tutoring. Right. Right. <laughs> and you know, then. Basketball season came up. She she never found out about football. <laughs> in I'm sorry, grade. mom. You'll know now. <laughs> <laughs> she never really found out about football in seventh grade, but you know she found out about 
wrestling though because oh, okay, right. you know I went to basketball tryouts and I made it to the last cut and I was like oh man I'm so close to making the team right. I don't want to make this team right 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 so the lad the final cut I just walked out and went straight oh, to the wow. wrestling gym because that's great I, I knew I was going to make the team I, I had that much confidence about it but you know I went to the wrestling gym I've always loved wrestling it, it was my thing and you know, I did that still telling my mom I'm at basketball practice. Right, right. You know, I try to slide to the basketball gym when it was right. time to, to go home, and she finally caught me at wrestling. But, you know, like I said, you know, the first person I told was my mom. She, she, she hates violence. So she thought, she said, boy, are you crazy? What do you want to do that for? Right. I was like, Ma, I want to try it. You know, I feel like it's, it's going to be my thing. Right. And she was like, well, I support you in anything that you do. You know, I supported you making your decision from not playing basketball anymore to actually wrestling and playing football and doing all the other sports that I played after, after all that. And, you know, after I had that conversation with my mom, I told my dad about it. And, you know, me and my, me and my dad's relationship, you know, it's, we're, we're the same person. Gotcha. So, us being together too long <laughs> turns into right. <laughs> us budding heads. Right, right. And my son is the same way. Like, really? How old is like, your son? My son is nine years old, and my son is literally me all over again really? as a kid. You know, me and him five minutes together, it's just like me and my dad. We're, right. we're, we're budding heads, and right. crazy stuff happens. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, like, after I told my dad about it, you know, he was very surprised. I was surprised. You know, he was very supportive of it. Okay, good, man. And, and that made me happy because, you know, I grew up thinking that, you know, me playing sports and stuff like that, that my dad wouldn't support it. But my dad was actually an athlete, too. He played football and basketball, and he was an awesome wrestler until mm. he blew out his knee his junior oh, wow. year in high school. So okay. I never knew that until my senior year oh, in wow. high school. That so that's where you got wrestled. your athleticism from, your father? Yeah. Yes, my mom was super athletic too. Oh, she, really? She okay. Played softball and was like awesome. Oh, so you track. just genetically structured for this? <laughs> okay, all right. That's what's up. That's what's I up. mean, but it, you know, I feel like I, I don't want to, didn't want to base everything off of that because you know, athleticism runs in my family. I had two cousins play at UVA, play play girls basketball at UVA. You know, I had a cousin playing the NFL. Oh, wow. I had a great uncle that's probably one of the best three-point shooters that ever played the game of basketball in the NBA, Vernon Maxwell. I don't know if you ever heard, heard okay. of him. He played for the Rockets. Okay. And then, you know, I had a, another great, great uncle. Well, I could say he's my great, great uncle because he's way older than me, but right. he played in the NBA also. So oh, wow. Athleticism runs in the family. But You I built for the stage, man. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> you built for the stage. Okay, okay. Yes, that's cool, man. Um, I have a question. Um, hearing you say uh, that, you know, that two-year period, you know, you were living life and young, so on and so forth. Uh, what, what's coming up for you in this Chad uh, Ocho fight, man? Uh, how do you keep a how how do you keep a level head because it's gonna come, you know the interview is gonna come the yes. women may come the money you know how do you keep comes. right mm-hmm. exactly how do you keep a level head you know because like I said you got a great coach to help but you individually you know what I'm saying how do you do it I mean you know I mean this is the biggest thing other than signing to bare knuckle you know fighting championships right. that's happened to me you know right. in, in my career so far and. You know, it really hasn't fully set in Not yet. yet. <laughs> I mean, I, right. I'm excited and overwhelmed by it, right. but it's 
everything. Right. I, I'm ready for it. Like right. I, I want every. I'm not gonna say I want everything that comes with it because that's a gift and a curse. Right. Absolutely. Because uh, I come up here to uh, Powerhouse Boxing Gym as well, and he is a phenomenal guy he's 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 very down to earth like you say he's homegrown and uh, we definitely know that you're in the uh the best hands and the best care uh once again man this has been um just surreal for everybody and everything that's going on you know we really appreciate you you know we appreciate you for taking the fight you know <laughs> for one and and representing us representing our state man and and you know it's in miami is it correct yes sir i think it's at the dolphin stadium yeah, the dolphin stadium that's like sixty-five thousand. yeah that's what they're predicting to happen because florida actually just i think it was today or yesterday lifted the ban on wow. everything and Whew. everything is on i'm telling you i'm gonna be in the house that's cool man that's I'm cool you, miami is is a and florida in general is a different world right we, right. we went to uh miami in february for my my pro debut in boxing and you know it, being here in virginia we got a lot of restrictions and right you know things are different but going to Miami everything is just like it's it's own, open it, it's, it's, it's its own, its own world it's right. just yeah. it is super yeah, different definitely. I, you know I, I liked it and I can't wait to go back and, right you know this the, the business is going to be handled I have a full fight camp this time and everything's going to be a whole lot more serious and I, I just can't wait for it. it it's still kicking in a little bit I'm still overwhelmed right. and right I'm we're ready. definitely pulling for you, champ. We're definitely pulling for you in the camp. Like I said, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, you know, God willing, be there um, watching on and rooting on, man. We really thank you at 10 Minutes of Truth and Press for Time, man. Everybody, this is Appreciate Brian it. Maxwell, and this has been 10 Minutes of Truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to become a sponsor or advertise on 10 Minutes of Truth Podcast, contact me, Sean Barksdale. You can reach me at 434-446-6633 or shoot me a text. Or you can reach us at 10minutesoftruth.com. And remember, we'll always provide a platform for your truth on the 10 Minutes of Truth Podcast. What's your truth? <laughs>